0: This week in The Proving Grounds. Hey, uh, uh, guys, how long has this been in the fridge? Because it looks spoiled.
1: Man, you got to put a date on that. Hey, clean it out every once in a while.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves... Rehashing your old family drama is the best way to spend the holidays. I'm your host, Moderator Dave, and with me we have Ben. Hello. Uh, also joining us is Other Dave.
2: Present and accounted
0: for. You finally rested up from your world globe-trotting shenanigans?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: I was worried. You sound a little sleepy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, what have you guys been doing this week? Uh, well, I... Uh- I finished the Magic Arena Battle Pass for the first time in a long time. Sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think the last time I finished Battle Pass was like one of the Ravnica ones, maybe. Wow. That's been a minute. What do yeah. you get at the end? Most, it's all cosmetics, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a alternate card art. I can't remember which one is at the end, but yeah. Mm, nice. And, and, and you get a, you know, your pet changes forms a few times over the battle pass, and
0: yep, 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 yep. I think the closest I've ever been to
2: completing the battle pass is like
0: two levels away, two three levels from completion. So when
2: they when they first started them, I felt like they were much easier to finish, but also they weren't putting out sets every two months, three months, or whatever. Mm, yes, um, true. I, like I felt like I finished all of the first like three or four of them with plenty of weeks to spare. And then after that, it was like, you can't take a week off or you're not going to finish it.
0: Yeah. Did they add more experience to it? Stop giving out experience because they used to give out experience left and right. And they're like, here's a code for a thousand experience.
2: Right. They used to give out experience and they used to have events too Mm -hmm. that that rewarded experience. Like the first battle pass, I I think it was like the second to last week. They were like, we're just going to put out this event Uh, where for each win you get, you could, you get a thousand experience and you can play it as many times as you want. Wow. Um, and so like at the very end, you could just grind out all of your levels if you hadn't finished it. Somebody was trying to get somebody addicted
0: to battle passing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: What would it be like? That's suspicious. And then they also took more gems out of them too. You used to get like 2000 gems out of the battle Mm -hmm. pass. Now you only get like 1200.
0: Yeah, definitely been shifting around the economy, it seems. What have you been up to, Ben? A couple different things. I, I built a mono
1: blue tempo deck on Arena because it like, cost me two wild cards. I think the only wild card in here pretty much is Hottie Gin. I think that's it. <laughs> uh, everything else is just uncommon. Which
2: format is that?
1: Standard. No, uh, uh, uses Hodgegen and Telerian terrors and Delvers of Secrets, and then mm-hmm. you just cast a bunch of cantrips, counter spells, um, shore up, slip out the back,
2: that kind of stuff. Impulse, mm-hmm. um, and then just to tempo your opponent. How out. does it compare to the uh, the mono blue tempo that was in the standard previously? Do you know?
1: Um, it's about it's it's a lot different because that the other one was a spirit type deck and mm-hmm. the spirit engine kind of went with rotation like the um, ascendant spirits from time uh, weren't in there so this is a different approach it mostly does the uh, Delver secrets which become the I forget what it's called on the back but a three two flyer if you reveal an instant yeah draw instant or sorcery. Hottie Gin gets p- p- uh, power equal to a number of instants in your thing, and Telerian Terra costs less for each instant or sorcery in your graveyard. Yeah, so That's it's kind of just uh, playing off of... it's. It's got synergy with, like, you're casting a lot of instants to protect your things, and also mm-hmm. Tempo the guy out, or your opponent mm-hmm. out. But you, your creatures benefit from those. So Yeah. It's, it's neat. I don't know if it's, like, the end-all deck, but only costing me two wild cards... Uh, it was. It seems to be working well.
0: Mm. You should uh, post that list in the Discord so we can put it on the Moxfield. Okay. Also, other Dave should post uh, his uh, historic uh, list that he was talking about last week so I can put it on the Moxfield. So that people can check these decks out that, y- that y'all are brewing. I can't have people still on my
2: deck. It's proprietary Uh, information. Hands off my deck. (laughs) The only other place that this file exists is on a piece of paper at Mar-a-Lago.
0: In an unlocked
2: uh, pool supply closet
0: out behind the Mar-a-Lago. Anyways. Lord. Um,
1: So other other than that, we did some streams for modern content. Yeah. Where we played some... uh, what did we do? I can't remember all we did last week. Why don't you take that one?
0: Burn. Let's see. We did burn versus uh, the creativity deck. Burn mm-hmm. versus what was the other one? Burn versus. I know the creativity deck was the one that gave us, uh, given me the most trouble. But we probably did burn versus merktite um, as well. But I can't remember. Yeah, I Definitely think like so. Versus, uh, we, we
1: did. So I. <laughs> Funny just, thing yeah. is, uh, I, I played this league. L- listen, okay, other Dave, we didn't tell you this. So I played Burn. I went and did a, a league for Modern, mm-hmm. uh, and we played Burn, and I got to, I think it was my first opponent even, and they lay in Omnath. I had him to 10 health, right? And I have five f***ing direct damage spells in my hand, and only one of them, it was a lightning Bolt, could deal damage to a creature. So there's an Omnath on the board. This dude's gaining life, and I can't kill it. I can go my other four spells to the face, but I can't kill this stupid Omnath. Uh, I I like rage quit and scooped the entire league and everything. I was so mad that it does no good (laughs) to damage your opponent when they have an Omnath on the board. I guess that's the way that the burn deck is, which is interesting. There's only like, what was it, seven or eight spells that actually hit creatures in the thing? Mm-hmm. Everything else, it's face or planeswalkers. It's kind of annoying, but um, I don't know.
0: I I found it absolutely hilarious. Because <laughs> I was watching the stream when you scooped, you were like, "Oh damn!" But the dude, I like um, rage. I I dude, like rage quit. I was I was getting worried for your personal safety. <laughs> so
1: but it was but yeah, funny. Uh, um, that, I guess it's just how the the winds blowing for for burn. I guess uh, I think we can do better though. I, I'd like to figure something else out.
2: I understand yeah. why
1: it's that way cuz you're trying to get under I, everything.
2: I mean, I feel like burn yeah. has kind of been falling off for a while, right? Like it's, mm. uh...
1: Yeah. It, it, in modern it's a, it's a good, it's a big staple and it's people pick it up right after a banning um mm-hmm. because it's the deck that they have and it's kind of evergreen and they're not sure what the meta's going to shift out like, but it's definitely not in its current iteration maybe it's not The super top tier, Mm -hmm. I guess, but it is, it is there.
0: It exists. It's a relatively inexpensive deck to play too. So I think that has a lot of its, um, a lot to do with its longevity in the format.
2: Yeah. Like I know it's been, it's been around for a while and it's relatively easy to construct and pilot. Um, but I don't feel like it's ever really had any like success, right? Like it's just been around. It's not out there winning tournaments though.
1: It'll it'll steal a tournament here and then, but it won't it won't dominate. No,
0: like it's a a, a, if you know how to play it really well. I feel like general feel of it is that it's a deck for just grinding out enough wins to you know keep going kind of thing. You're never gonna like you you don't you don't get the five zero, but you can get a a three two. Oh, you
1: Easy. you can get to five zero sometimes.
0: Fine. I said, and also early. like,
1: hey, it's the deck you take. It's the te- deck you take. Uh, if you just want to like sit in the middle of the pack, I'm like, yeah.
2: Well, I, I feel felt like even back money. <laughs> when there was a type one, type two, that the printing of core Firewalker kind of just killed Burn mm. in a way that it. it mm. And maybe I'm wrong about that because I wasn't really paying attention to type one back then. I know in type two, burn was impossible because of Core Firewalker.
0: They um, used to name formats out of
2: types of diabetes. That's what, yeah, that's what they're named after. Old uh, Wolf of Brimley.
1: Yeah, Core Firewalker isn't really played anymore in modern.
2: Okay. But well, I guess that makes things it a little is, bit It is easy. a nice to, uh, F you to burn for sure. <laughs> right. I I mean I guess with Burn not being there, that's why it's probably not played in modern anymore. If Burn ever got something that yeah. made it relevant again, you'd probably start speaking to Core Firewalkers and sideboards again.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, and different different other cards to help. Um they've printed different cards that do a similar thing. Not not exactly what Core Firewalk does that they use, but other things that help you know, hedge your bets against Burn. Blossoming Calm. Yep, yep. Okay. Anyway, Leyline of the Void, or Leyline of Sanctity.
2: Leyline of Sanctity was already out, but yeah.
1: That's true, it was.
0: All right, anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've decided that I'm going to Uh, uh, before we move on from what we're doing this week, played some limited, some uh, Crimson Vow quick draft, if you will, because I'm going to try to push Towards becoming a better limited player by playing asinine amounts of quick draft on Arena. That's my goal. Nice. I'll keep everybody posted. Won two games, so my last uh, my last Crimson round quick draft. So I mean that's better awesome. than I usually do, which is goose egg. So
1: progress already. I watched this guy on Twitch. I just want to plug him real quick. If you're into limited, his name is Caleb D. He is kind of like the cube draft master, and watching him, he tells you a lot of strategies. He like tells you why he's picking a card and what what it does for him and stuff. So if you if you're into limited, didn't you saw him
2: last week too? Did I? I'm pretty he's sure a Really good
1: streamer. I think I might have. I don't know. I used his code. What did I do?
0: Anyway, anyways. No, I, I, well, I used to at one point listen to like. Um, are are res- you getting a, an advertising check resources. that you're not
2: telling the rest of us about? Ben,
0: yeah, yeah, you gotta split that
2: <laughs> three <laughs> ways, man. No, I wish
1: would <laughs> be great. One yeah. of these days, Alice. Speaking of-,
2: of Mountain Dew's brand new line, <laughs>
1: <laughs> this sounds very suspicious. Don't um, say unless they give us the money. The money in hand,
0: then we save the product. Um, anyways, limited. There's lots of great limited podcasts and limited people to listen to. Listen to a lot of them. The thing is that yeah. I'm just a big fat dummy and none of that stuff like sticks in my brain when it comes time to draft. I go uh, mm. blank slate. I'm like, uh, I'll keep you guys posted on uh, if I get any better. You guys ready to get into the meat of this podcast? Uh, um, is it tainted meat? Tainted? Well, it is time for spoilers.
1: So... Yeah, it's... Ew. I don't read spoiled meat. You leave it in the souvet too long. Yuck. Did that just kill
0: the podcast? You, you killed me. I'm dead, man. I'm just... I'm over it. <laughs> we shouldn't eat uh, that meat. <laughs> you've killed me. I'm dead. Anyways, spoilers for the Bros War. Uh, you guys want to go over the uh, new and returning mechanics? No, no, no. no I, don't. I don't.
1: There's no reason to do that because it's no I'm kidding. I'm just giving you hope.
0: Come on, man. We we always <laughs> say yes. <laughs> we always say yes. You're like, why do you keep asking me? Okay, so the new mechanic is
1: a prototype. Prototype is a mechanic that offers an alternative casting cost to your artifacts. Uh, the All the ones shown here, I guess it doesn't have to be this way, but these ones have collared mana for this set, um, whereas the artifact has just colorless mana. And you get, with the prototype cost, it's like the early iteration of something, so it has less power and toughness, but it has the same abilities as the... Bigger card, I guess. I don't
0: what. It's a weird mechanic to explain. Yeah. So, would you like to talk about a specific card from our list of picks, so that it, to test to, to best illustrate, to better illustrate the, uh, the mechanic?
1: Russ Goliath is a ten mana value card. It costs ten colorless for 10, 10 reach trampler. It's artifact creature construct. Um, so you can pay the 10 mana and get a 10-10 reach trample, or you can pay its prototype cost, which is two green and three colorless, for a 3-5 that also still has the reach and trample. So mm. you, it's like, oh, you got something early game, you get something late game.
0: Yep. and uh, f-
1: Better late
0: game. F- flavor-wise, so, the early game play is, you know, like the prototype, and then you iterate on it, and you get something better. Late right, game. or you just flash it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Are
0: you yeah? I, Are you
2: just blanket? I also find these really interesting for things that check converted mana cost. You know, if you pay mm-hmm. the prototype cost for three to throw out whatever, mm-hmm. and it's it's actually mana cost is seven. Uh, it can't be hit by, I, I, uh, like eliminate or I, right not eliminate. i, I one like of the uh, remember here's how we the,
1: mentioned rules ca- rules change. I yeah. think that the thing is that if you cast it for its prototype cost, its con- it's mana cost, what's on the board, is the prototype cost.
0: The, okay. well, that's the weird thing about let me, it. Let me read the rest yeah. of the bit I put in there. So prototypes have the prototype characteristics. So that's the uh, smaller mana cost and the smaller power and toughness. Um, On the battlefield, if you cast them for their prototype cost, and while on the stack... With the spell's, you know, prototype cost. So if you cast it for three uh, converted mana value, just throwing that out there. And then you have a, you know, a spell that's like Fatal Push. While it's on the board, its prototype cost is the mana cost. If you cast it for the prototype. So you could target it with Fatal Push. Okay. Um, That's been revolted. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know... You get what I'm saying. If, if you have right, yeah. Yeah, 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 You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. It's so, very interesting and weird because yeah, they do that print? to prevent
2: things like that from happening, to prevent yeah. flashing it and getting mm-hmm. the seven four but four, um if it changes two, two. zones. But you can blink it though. Yeah,
0: you can you blink don't. it. The thing okay. that it, the thing that um is if it's in any other zone, so if it's in your hand, it's in the graveyard, it's in the library it's normal characteristics. So it's for the normal casting cost, normal power and toughness. So when it switches zones, they just have to make this It's a new uh, object. It's, it's a, a new, new object. object so. so it doesn't remember that it was a prototype. So okay. blinking it still works. It's just that you can't cheat right. around mana value targeting, uh, you know, spells that target
2: mana value as a, a, a characteristic. Right. Was it the thing that gains life equal to your highest converted mana cost? I guess you can. Yeah, things like that. Things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and also when it says like, "Hey, you get," um, uh, what, how would it work with a like a storm? The festival. Where you reveal the top cards. You pick some with converted mana cost five or less and put them into play. You cannot use you the prototype in that. You can't take it because the, that's what I would guess as well. The prototype in that
2: zone they are not yeah, they're
1: yeah. just that they're normal characteristic Castable for their alternate cost. Um if the card says you may cast it without paying its mana cost, does that mean you can use the prototype? Because you could cast it for the prototype cost. Um if it says put into play, then it you obviously can't.
0: I mean I would think you could. That's a judge question. But why I don't know. You? It's yeah, it's uh, it's you? a very weird thing, right? I mean, like I'm sure there's like an edge case, but like most of the time you're gonna go for the better version. Right. Sure. Sure. If you're getting it for freezes, but yeah. Well, if, if it
1: just says you may cast it well, I don't know, the cast is the operative word there. But anyway, yeah, we'll see. I don't think I I it's a weird question, but
0: if only we knew a judge that would come onto our podcast and tell us that we're wrong about that things. Was hard, yes. yes, I wonder how hard it is to become a judge. Man, I looked into Probably it.
1: Probably not time. very hard. You just have work. to know the rules.
0: Yeah. Well, you yeah. If you have
1: to anyway. Know, take a test, and there are other things involved. Yeah, yeah you got. To,
2: you have to take a test. Yeah, like tutor um, with a t- another judge or something. Yeah, you have to tutor with another judge and you have to uh, attend a certain amount of events to maintain your judge status.
0: Yep. Right, right, right. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Let's
2: stay on topic and keep moving. Uh, returning I was the- talking about Magic the Gathering. judges, not on topic for Magic the Gathering podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. I just want to talk about spoilers, man. That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, as I say, you've been so impatient like every time we're talking about something that's not spoilers. It's like, moving on!
0: I want to talk about
2: spoilers! We like, we put this off for so long. I'm starting to jones for it. Um, all right. Aren't you the one who like complains about talking about spoilers too?
0: Yes, because I understand how I am. I get uh-huh. overcome by like if we talked about it all the time, I'd be acting like this all the time. Okay. All right. I'm trying to exercise self-restraint here. All
2: right. All right. Well, let's move on then. I don't I don't want to uh, cause you any mental harm over there with your... I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't talk about spoilers at all. Maybe we should cancel the whole thing. Just talk about the returning mechanics to prevent Dave from relapsing hey, into you a bad pattern. Of...
1: Yeah. Come on, man! You won't have the anxiety.
2: Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what we'll do to make sure you don't relapse? We'll just we'll have you drop out for the portion where we talk about with the spoilers.
0: <laughs> That's not cool, man. Good me for my own discord. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Oh my goodness, y'all are <laughs> wilding me out. So uh, power stones are back. Everybody remembers Power Stones from the other set that had Power Stones. Uh, yes. Reiterate what makes Power Stones cool. Or, uh, Power Stones can yeah, they make a colorless
1: mana that can be used to cast non or cannot be used to cast artifact spells? Wait, can only be cast, used to cast non-artifact spells. Wait,
2: no, it's Fuck, can't what's the be word used. To, can't be used to cast non-artifact spells. Thank you. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worded that ability. way so you
1: can activate abilities. I think the Power mm. Stones are going to prove to be powerful mm. in this set. Ram I think up, people yeah. are going to use them in a way. Uh, every Power Stone they've released so far says Tapped Power Stone. I haven't seen one that's not correct because it's not intrinsically a property of power stone but they don't want
2: you to have them immediately apparently yeah that was the mistake that they made in uh zendikar the first one or the not zendikar the second one world wake where they had all the the things that made the tokens that you could sacrifice for mana the turn you made them so like Mm in limited formats and and like people were just like casting five spells a turn, and it was kind of crazy. It's a little wild, yeah, yep so, to keep that from getting out of hand. I'm guessing, yeah, I would uh,
0: venture that that was the truth.
2: Uh, I'm not sure uh I like I think it, that it can be used for some really cool things, and I think you'll see some decks like an arena in fest of one and and stuff like that. But I think in best of three, especially with, um, with Brotherhood's End, uh, like, I think that being able to counter what people are doing with the Power Stones so easily and already being a pretty effective sideboard card to begin with. I'm guessing you won't see it in best of three all that often. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what's Brotherhood's End do?
2: Uh, two red and a colorless. You can choose one. It either does three damage to each creature in each planeswalker or destroys all artifacts with mana value three or less.
0: Oh, yeah. That'll totally wipe out
2: power stones. That's a really good card in general. Uh, yeah. No, I, I really, that was, it almost Not just made specifically my list. against, yeah. Uh, just such a good card.
0: That, for only three, that's. Yeah. Kind of nuts. I'm not even
2: going to lie. For three, it's either an early game board wipe, most likely at that point, since there's very few things that are going to have more than three toughness. Yeah. Or destroy all artifacts. Yeah. Where the man costs three or less. Sky Control,
1: there we go.
0: It's going to wipe a
1: lot. Would you rather play this card or Temporal Firestorm?
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, I mean, obviously this card. This is definitely yeah. better than... Yeah, 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 a, obviously. <laughs> <a liar> <laughs> All right,
2: we don't
0: have to have an hour-long debate. Great. <laughs> yeah. Unearthed. Returning mechanic.
2: Um,
0: you may play a card from the graveyard first. Unearth cost, then at the end of the next end step, or if the card would leave the battlefield, exile it instead. Uh, pretty cool card. Uh, pretty cool mechanic. Uh, I like it for... Flavor purposes in this set, and I think generally it's a uh,
2: good mechanic. Uh, opinions, y'all? Yeah, no, I'm yeah. a, I'm a big fan of this mechanic. I wasn't playing standard when it was out, but I was playing standard while in Zendikar when it was still available in standard, and uh, mm-hmm. Hell's Thunder and the Hellspark Elemental were both really. Fun cards to play around with, so I uh, I look forward to seeing what else they do with unearth or how mm. these cards play out.
1: Previously, I don't remember unearth is, is is in on artifacts in this set, not just creatures, right? Uh, yeah, it's not it's a new thing, right?
0: Uh, well, okay. you know, you know, since we looked this up, that it, it wasn't on any pure just sentless. Just artifacts. So to clarify, it's artifact things, not artifact creatures, not vehicles. Just artifacts.
1: Yeah, it used to be a creature thing or whatever. Yeah, you know, it seems it's just on artifacts. Like, which is flavorful because of the uh, digging that the, all the ar- digging, excavating they're doing mm-hmm. in the story. It's nice flavor. So there, there's a card in the set that says, like, hey, return this to your hand. Oh, yeah, it's a uh, Meticulous Excavation. It's like return target permanent to your control to its owner's hand. If it has Unearthed, instead exile it, and then return the card to its owner's hand. It's funny they had to word this card this way because of the way unearth works. If it leaves the battlefield, you exile it instead. So yeah. they have you exile it first and then return it to its hand. I thought that was, like, an old mechanic in the way they worded it to keep it from being broken. Now the new cards they're printing, they have to... Worded certain ways to make it work. It's interesting. Design. Trip up, I guess. Wordy
0: descriptions to make things work properly. Uh, yeah. Words, words,
1: words. As magic uh, gets
0: more complicated, more words. Mm-hmm. That's what... Like, see, the thing is, is that we all thought the, <sighs> the trifold cards we're going to be like big old creatures with giant artworks and stuff. It's just going to be we're rules text for each fold Yep, is what it's going to end up being. Oh yeah. So last returning mechanic is meld. I don't know. We've been talking a lot about the meld cards. I don't know if we really need to go over them much other than how they work is you get two cards in play. You meet the conditions set on the cards And then you flip them over and stick them together to make one double big card. Is that fair to say? Yeah. That's how it works? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So that's the returning camp mechanics. Now we're on to my favorite part of this. Oh, I guess we're not because we have to talk about the commands. And then we're on to my favorite part where I get to talk about my part.
1: They released a whole new uh, cycle of commands. And traditionally... Am I, am I appropriate to say that commands are pretty powerful usually and some people's favorite cards?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well these these commands might be a little different. Are there any of these that are like actual bangers? No. <laughs> this is what this no. surprised me. I was like looking at these cards I was like I don't know about these ones.
0: I don't know cuz I have Um so if you had to pick one, they're all
2: they're all so bad.
0: I'm going to pick Gix's Command because I like the
2: art. So Gix's oh, really? Command is the one like uh the the last one, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the highest power among creatures they control is actually a a really good mechanic. It is sacrifice, you don't have to yeah. target the creature. Um correct. You don't have to target the opponent.
1: It's like it's like a controlled edict effect. Like, you yeah. must choose to um, sacrifice one, but it can only be the highest power. Um, but it's also
2: not great if you need to destroy something that's not the highest power.
0: Yes, that's true. Well, you have the mode destroy each creature with power two or less.
2: You can yeah, you get but,
0: to choose two. You can take a, the top end and the bottom end.
2: Yeah, I but I, I just, I feel like there's too many things that that's gonna miss that you're gonna need to kill, yeah. and you're better off just running a traditional removal. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, it costs five. Um, also, and yeah. and it's a sorcery. How about this
1: awesome Urza's command card? So you, you Super joke, awesome, man.
2: You joke, but um, I think it, it's debatable that it's the best one because the only one that's an instant.
1: Mm. Right. <laughs> It doesn't even have a counter spell mode. I know that there's is not all about that super, but
2: yeah. Um, and that the, uh, the tapped zero, zero colorless construct artifact token with the creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control is debatably. Mm-hmm. It's the best mode on there and it's only useful in a certain shell. Right. Um, but at least, how about good. scry one, then draw a card? I mean, it's better than the draw I mean, card. It's, it's good. Cryptic. Yeah, in theory, you know, yeah, crypt, but, one of cryptic modes is just draw yeah. a card, but everything else on cryptic is better right. than everything else on this card. Um, yeah, Kayla's command is bad. It could be. It could have been good yeah. if this card was an instant. It's a banger. Oh but yeah, was, keep the, give the double strike. Yeah, if yeah, you can yeah. give a creature double strike as an instant. Like this card's a banger, but this as a sorcery, and,
1: and even flash it, in a two-two, yeah.
2: As a sorcery, sorcery not speed, good. yeah. But, um, Mishra's Command could at least double up and remove two things. You could remove a creature and a planeswalker. Yeah, If they have a creature and a planeswalker,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you could refresh your hand. But also, again, it's a sorcery, and you're probably not going to want to tap out in red to activate this as a sorcery. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, unless you are removing instant, a right? creature I mean, <laughs> and a planeswalker. So I think maybe there's an argument in here for a sideboard against Lily of the Veil, maybe, uh, or.
1: Yeah. And, and it costs one in X and you choose what your damage is that you're doing or
2: whatever. And if they have no blockers, the plus X plus O is basically just getting to do direct damage to their face. Uh, Titanius command is probably the best one in standard. if that make like, or at yeah. least it's the best one for what green is trying to do right now. You combine that right. with a card that is in moderator Dave's uh, okay. list there. And you use the plus two, the two plus one plus one counters on each creature you control. And you could go really wide, really fast. So if you ramped into it mm-hmm. and then you cast that with a bunch of little creatures, you can get in there. Plus you can create two green bear tokens. And if you did that first.
1: Yeah. It, it's weird that it costs six. I mean, it's not, not the, the six is the problem. It's, it has the mode to find lands. That's six.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so expensive, but it's the only one that I can see getting main board play in the deck.
1: Um I, I think Mid Command is the best one, even at sorcery speed, unfortunately. Uh if it was instant speed it would be good. It's still bad, but I think having the ability to choose what you want to target and kill, plus also the is it the rummage effect? Yeah. Um on it is is nice. But they're still all bad. <laughs> What's your pick,
0: moderator Dave? What do you think? Or oh, you bad. said Gex. I said Gex because of the art. But now that we've talked things through, yeah, I don't know. If they're all I, bad, <laughs> they're all bad. It's like you should, we should be picking which one's the worst. That would probably be a better choice. Um, but I don't know. I still gonna like if Gex was a little less expensive, I'd probably pick that just because.
2: Yeah, it's a whole different. Honestly, even if it just costs four, it's a whole different story. But at mm-hmm. five, it's just That's, not impactful it's just
0: enough. Too spendy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Mishra too because I like red. If we're gonna talk
2: mechanically, if we're gonna pick via art. Gix is a badass. Yeah, I mean, I I think it if is really. If you're talking yeah. in a vacuum, I think Mishra's is the best card. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, like, if you're asking me which one of these could realistically see play in the current environment, I think Titanius has the best chance. Because they're going to have mana right mm-hmm. now. They're, they're all about mana ramp and little mm-hmm. creatures in green. So
1: Yeah. I, I mean, the first mode, the Exile Target Player's Graveyard, you gain one life for each card, Exile that way. That can gain you a lot of life in, against certain opponents. Like, yeah. Holy moly, that's kind of, it's kind of a good mode. It just costs six, though. And like you said, standard. This is not going to be played in anything else except maybe that mono green Stompy deck in Pioneer. But even then, I don't think it makes the cut.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just feel like Red has better options right now. Yeah, than, than Mishra's Command, mm. in, unless you're like in that one specific environment. Yeah, um, but I could be wrong. I, if if any of them have a chance at being a card, it's Mishra's. I'm just not sure any of them have. a Yeah, chance.
1: I don't think any of these get played. <laughs>
2: yeah, realistically. But I mean in but conjunction with may, we can maybe Kayla's Command and, gets played
1: and,
0: somewhere.
2: And jump into moderator, one of the moderator Dave's cards here, Awake yeah. in the Woods.
0: Yep. Ooh, Do it. Yeah. So Awake in the Woods is X Green Green. Create x one one Green Forest Dryad Land Creature Tokens uh at at sorcery speed.
2: Yeah. So using that if you if you create a bunch of one ones and combine that with the Tanius two plus one, plus one counters on each creature you control, you can get a mm-hmm. pretty formidable army mm-hmm. for six. Yeah, it's the thing Nisa not.
1: does all the time,
2: turning yeah.
1: things into three threes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But and, I, I still,
2: I'm not sure that it's effective enough to warrant putting Titania's command in a deck.
1: Yeah. I, I like Awake in the Woods as a card.
0: Yeah. I like it as a card. I think it's a really sick card. Um, it provides lands uh, for like b- pumping Morrow sorcery, or specifically in this set, the Titania meld card, uh, that gets the Morrow sorcery stuff for plus one, uh, yeah. plus S plus X for each land you control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sick. Uh, also great mana ramp.
2: It's an insane amount of mana ramp. Yeah,
0: for real. And flavorfully speaking, this is pretty cool because it's kind of a a uh nod to the part of the Brothers War story where Argoth kind of like rises up against both of the brothers who have decided to uh, start shitting all over the island. Great flavor piece too. And from a design
1: standpoint, you're making, you're getting a, you're casting a sorcery that creates lands.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a pretty
1: cool thing. I'm not sure that's ever been done before. I think it's
0: brand new. Yeah. I can't think of a card that does anything similar to this. I don't know all the cards, though, so email us if we're wrong. So, uh, you guys got any I, the other... The closest
2: thing I can think of is, is uh, my Ambush Commander, which does kind of the opposite, actually. <laughs> Turns all your forests into 1-1-Ls. One, one Still kind of
0: cool. but yeah, Oh,
2: okay.
0: The- yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's go with Ben's pick, since we're doing picks now.
2: Go first, other Dave. It's just that's the way it is in the document. I'm going to go with uh the platoon dispenser. Beginning of your instep, if you control two or more other creatures... Okay, first of all, it costs five colorless. Uh, it's a four-six. Beginning of your end step, if you control two or more other creatures, you draw a card. For a white and three colorless, you can create a one-one colorless soldier artifact token, and it has unearthed for two white two colorless.
0: You guys keep saying this, and I just want to point this out real quick because it makes me feel smart and special. It's not colorless, it's generic mana. Colorless is the little diamonds. But go ahead.
2: Uh, <laughs> Dave has left the channel. I can't control uh, myself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a card draw in white in a way that is... Uh, a, White's already into, you know, kind of flooding the board with creatures. Uh, it yeah, also synergy. has a, the ability to create that card draw on its own by making the soldier token. With the unearthed cost, you can bring it back at least once. I really like this card. I'm not sure that it's strong enough to, to see play, but I do, I really think that this is an effective way to add card draw to white and make it a little bit more powerful.
0: hmm. I, um, yeah. I like it too. I, I suppose we'll talk about this particular aspect later, but I really like the the way they're handling color and artifacts in this set. But Touch on that later. I do too. Alright, I'm gonna start off with
1: a banger just to get it out of the way. It's the stone brain plus two generic mana, legendary artifact. Pay two and tap Exile the Stone Brain. Choose a card name. Search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. Activate only as a sorcery. So there's a lot to unpack inside of this brain. It looks like a helmet that you just put on, honestly. It's kind of funny. So here's a couple things. You choose a card name. It can be any card, and it can be Land's which is not very common. It can even be basic lands. Then the downside of the player drawing a card for each card exiled only happens to the ones that are exiled from their hand, Yeah, which is a very important extinction distinction as well. So the third thing is it exiles itself. So if you're talking about Karn wishboards, then you just go back and get it again with Karn, which is also another added benefit, I guess. Um. Obviously, they have to put that clause in there because then you can loop stuff like this and basically destroy somebody very easily. Yeah. So they have to make it exile to make it harder to get. But Karn, it makes it beneficial for Karn to do that. Obviously, this is like a surgical extraction type effect where you just get all of their card. But you don't. You can name any card. So if you look at their hand, you know what they're playing. Mm-hmm. You can just say Crashing Footfalls or Living End or something and completely just disrupt their entire combo.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think this is a modern sideboard card that's going to
0: see a lot of
2: play. Mm -hmm. Why do you think this is better than what people are already using?
0: Like its ability to target land. So if you're doing a matchup against the uh, creativity deck that we were uh, practicing with the other day, Uh you could target the dwarven mind card that generates tokens and kind of like cut your ability to creativity in half because you don't have that yeah. token generating aspect
1: yeah as an example you could get dwarven mind but you'd probably just get creativity but uh the, oh. let's say uh cavern souls okay there you go um you're a counter deck you can't counter because their creatures are all being cast off a counter uh, cavernous souls and can't be countered so you go take all the cavern souls out of their decks so that's um, nice. Where you can't get. Uh, the other one is uh, if if you know like so Murktide only runs islands, and you if you're on a Blood Moon deck and you want to shut down the counter magic of Ur- Murktide, you go take all their islands. And then you can't take all their run islands. Up, you only take they four lose. of them. They well in that deck they only run three. I mean it's a meta. You you know the meta and you know what they're playing usually, uh-huh. and then you can
2: make informed decisions based on that. So for Blood Moon, it's effective. I'm not sure about the Cavern of Souls play. You'll have to. Is Cavern of Souls not usually their turn one drop?
1: Um, it depends. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it
0: isn't. Okay. I guarantee it, it will be game two from now
2: on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was saying cause the sometimes it's a turn two. Like, I, also, I mean, the, the earliest you're going to activate it is turn three. Right. So the, the reason that I think it's a little bit better than Surgical Extraction is is because you can put it in any color deck.
1: And also, you have to have, you have to, Surgical Extraction, the card has to be in the graveyard.
2: Oh, right. I was thinking of... So a, this
1: one, you can just name any card.
2: I was thinking of the old one. The one that's one black and three colorless. I is the other benefit, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the fact it's an artifact is nice, too.
2: You, you, you. Very good card. Do you think it seems main board play or just sideboard play?
1: I'm going to say hesitantly or I'm going to say sideboard play for now. I I don't know that it'll get crazy enough to be mainboard. But I don't know with it depends it depends on how much combo is a problem. Uh, no. I think that this card is very very good against combo decks which is and specifically in modern is a very big it's on the up and coming on the rise, right?
2: So no. if that are, are there, there a lot of control, decks that are putting moving, into just removing one card from the deck like if you just get of Amulet Titan, is that deck done? For Amy? I think um, you'd probably target Valakit,
1: the Molten Pinnacle, but yeah, uh, that deck would be pretty well done. I mean, they can still hit you with the Titan, but their main kill is Valakit. And then, like, Crashing Footfalls, Living End, Creativity, those all kind of flutter if they don't have their combo piece. Yawgmoth.
2: Okay. And yeah, I can definitely see it seems to play then. if If those decks can't run with those cards missing,
1: yeah, it really like so a deck like Yawgmoth could still beat you because of the Undying creatures, but it would be much harder. The matchup would be very bad
0: at that point. So I think it's cool. Yeah, and we can I move like on to yeah. So who's going to do the the Stone Brain uh, Helmet cosplay for the next convention? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like you... it's made out of foam. Honestly, you could like really easily do it. I like. I think it's cool. I like the design of the card and the art and stuff. Yeah, Very neat. Um, So moving on, we're going to talk about my next pick, which is going to be Clay Champion, because now we can talk about how they're handling artifacts in this set. So Clay Champion is X generic and then also four generic. And then Clay Champion enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it for each green mana spent to cast this spell. Each two green mana spent to cast this spell. So for two green, you get three Each count. green green. Yeah, each green green. And then Clay Champion yep. enters the battlefield, choose up to two other target creatures you control for each white white spent to cast Clay Champion. Put a plus one plus one counter on each of the chosen creatures. Each of them. So, uh, and it's a 2-2 two, two artifact creature construct. I think this is a neat card. I think that this is the superior way to do colored artifacts. And I like the design of all these creatures that do this because it incentivizes putting them in colored decks, but doesn't force you to do it like the typical colored
2: artifact does. Right. I mean, in this one's case, four for a two-two is probably not going to make the cut in a red deck.
0: No. Yeah. You're probably never going to... Put it in a non-green or white deck, but you have the choice. It's
1: better than it costing green, green, white, white.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: You have options, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this card is really good. I mean, in mono white or mono green, even I think this card is really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I agree. Uh, in it's- mono green, it's an eight-eight for four or six. Is yeah, yeah, eight-eight for four. Uh, in mono white for four, you can put- or you can buff, you can
1: buff it. Or others. Yeah. And,
2: and mono white, you can again pay four and put four counters on other creatures you control, or you can combine them and do green white. And, yep. Do a little bit and of And that's everything. just the bare minimum cost with the X cost. You could continue to pay that over mm-hmm. and over, over again and just put mm-hmm. a ton of counters out. Great late gameplay. Um, yeah.
1: That was interesting to me. Yeah. How that had X and then four. <laughs> you can just pay an infinite mana on this and just make your creatures bigger. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's I think uh, a really cool way to do these because it, similar to the prototype cost, it makes them effective if their non-X cost is low, both early game and late game. Just like the prototype cards, where I can drop Clay Champion for four yeah. and get a really effective creature for four, but I can also drop him for eight and get a really effective creature for eight.
1: Yeah, I like I like Clay Champion, especially as a standard card. Hmm. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, nice addition for white and standard exactly. and
2: a nice addition for green. Yep. Do you think it fits into the current uh Esper mid-range deck? I don't think so. My answer is also no. Because really you're know. not going to have enough double white to really yeah. make use of them. Yeah. In addition yeah. to the fact yeah. that, that deck doesn't have a ton of creatures to put counters on to begin with. Or that don't already get their own counters.
1: Right. Just wants Rafine conniving over and over.
0: What's your next pick, other, other Dave?
2: I'm going to go with what is possibly my favorite card so far, which is the Phyrexian Flesh (laughs) Forger. It is one of the prototype cards, seven converted mana cost. The prototype is two black and one generic. Make sure I said that correctly this time. I don't want to, I don't want to make moderator Dave angry. So for its prototype cost, it's a three, three. For its full cost, it's a seven, five. It has menace and life link, and then it has ward pay life equal to Phyrexian Flesh Gorgers power. Mm, so that's I, the important part. That yeah, I think is... at three, this is a great value. Three for a three three yep. menace life link ward pay life equal to its power. I, I think for seven, it's a great value yeah. again for a seven five menace life link pay life ward pay life equal to its power. This card is probably specifically what they had in mind when they made Gix's Command. Yeah, this card. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. target. Yeah,
0: this card. Um, that ward really makes the card, man. Yeah, uh, no, that ward is. Nasty. Yeah, you want to kill this? It's like taking it to the face. It's like yeah. it attacking
1: you if you want to kill it. It's great. I love yeah. it.
0: Yeah, this is good. Um, this is also the the prototypes since we're talking about this again. Great um, showcase of how they're designing artifacts in this set to incentivize. Putting them in color decks, but giving the option not to, because being able to cast this in the early game for its prototype cost is a benefit <clears throat> that you get for being black. Yeah,
1: before you would have to be in red or green because mm-hmm. it would cost that in the actual casting cost. I like how they're trying to skirt that because I was really worried about this set mm-hmm. being a you know brothers were set and using the new ideal ideology of. Mm-hmm. Colored artifacts, so they they i they didn't do any of those, but they found different ways to kind mm-hmm. of balance it, which is to make like, them not so super. Yeah, um,
0: it's great. I, like I feel it. like the colored artifacts kind of intrinsically ruins the the thing that makes artifacts well, that made artifacts inherently cool uh, in old school magic. Yeah, because you and can't use them in every deck. This yep. is a nice uh, halfway between the 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 compromise that I think really works. Very cool card. What's your next card? uh? I will talk about my prototype
1: card that I picked. I think Gorger I like a lot more, but this one's an interesting card. It's called Arcane Proxy. It costs Mm -hmm. seven generic for a 4-3 artifact creature wizard. Uh, When it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, exile target instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to Arcane Proxy's power from your graveyard. Copy that card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. That seven cost is what I'm not interested in, but I am interested in. or well, maybe in later turns, but the prototype cost is two blue, and a generic for a two one. So essentially, this is a like what a snapcaster mage? Maybe <laughs> it basically does the snapcaster thing, where you play the card for three, and then you get something. It's a two one, so you get a instant or sorcery that costs two uh, out of your or less out of your graveyard that you can play without paying its costs, so.
0: Nice. I do yeah. like this card. Like you said, 7. this, so get much, your but... get your bolt back.
1: Yeah, get yeah. the prototype. The thing that makes Snapcaster more powerful is it has, yeah, it has flash. Snapcaster has flash. This does not. Yeah. Um, yeah. That might be a showstopper, but I do like the design of the card because no matter which mode you're playing it in, you're getting one extra mana value mm-hmm. out
0: of it, so Whew. it's cool. I like the art. I think it's it's like a robot wearing a cloak. It's kind of goofy. It's kind of cool. He's a wizard. But he's a wizard robot with a cloak. It Being a wizard
1: isn't isn't uh, non-important. Yeah. It can be
0: relevant. Wizard tribal's a thing. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like it. I really like the prototypes. Uh, I, I think you, we could talk about every single prototype in the set and how it's cool, but gotta keep the length down. So what's your, uh, your next pick? No, wait, is it me? It's me. Mm-hmm. What's your... What's just your you. next pick, Moderator Dave? Well, actually, it's three picks in one because it's my podcast. <laughs> Do what I want. Um, I'm talking about the Mind Worker, the Power Plant Worker, and the Tower Worker. They're doing the, the, the Tron Land Rift thingy where you gain you, an ability and it's better for each different uh, worker you have in play. So I'll just start at the beginning.
1: So, I wasn't entirely wrong when I said
0: that they would put Tron in this set. Yeah, it's just the wrong kind of Tron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we have first up Mine Worker, which is too generic. And it is a artifact creature assembly worker. 2-1 power toughness. And it also comes with the ability tap. You gain one life if you control a creature named Power Plant Worker. And Tower Worker, you gain three life instead. That's neat. Very cool. Very flavorful. Uh, And then we have Tower Worker. It's a three generic. And it's an artifact creature assembly worker with reach because it works in a tower. (laughs) And it has add one colorless mana. If you control creatures named Mind Worker and Power Worker, add three colorless mana instead. And then we have... Power Plant Worker, it's a five generic mana artifact creature assembly worker, four four, with pay three generic mana. Power Plant Worker gets plus two plus two until end of turn. If you control creatures named Mine Worker and Tower Worker, put two plus two plus two, uh, put two plus one plus one counters on Power Plant Worker instead. Activate only
2: once each turn. They should make plus two, plus two counters just to confuse people. They should. So might as well. This is the plus two, plus two counter. This is the plus one, plus one counter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do I? Can I remove it if it says remove one plus one plus one counter? No, you can't. It's a plus two, plus two. Counter. It's different. Um, <laughs> I like the flavor. I think these three in a row might be contenders for uh, most flavorful card. We'll have to see at the end of the the show.
1: I like how tower, you can tap tower for the three mm-hmm. and then buff the power plant worker permanently because you have all three of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that synergy. Yeah. Some synergy is- yeah. uh, I also like the art on tower worker, <laughs> it's the yeah. window washer.
2: It's a very clever nod to, the, to Tron without making something that is powerful and is you're going to see everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make the right. nod in your commons and and people can see the cool nod, and they don't. You know, it doesn't have to be something insane.
1: Yeah, I think that this I, really. I, I smell an assembly worker deck.
0: I know. That's what I was going to ask. It. Do you think that this is the start of a uh, assembly worker tribal uh, thing? Assembly worker yes. challenge. Oh,
1: I don't but yes. um, so they got the academy manufacturer, or no it's the it's not that it's uh yeah, anyway they got they got cards that can help this out,
0: yeah, hey, we'll have to see, I like it.
2: I love it other Dave, you're up next. My next pick is kind of purely art based, and I know I can sometimes be the art nerd here, but um, dreams of steel and oil, yeah. I love the art on this card. It is really cool. I love the name of the card too, actually. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Jeremy Wilson, he does some really good art anyway, uh, but he really he did a good job with this card. It's a pretty cool card too. I mean, for one black and sorcery, target opponent reveals their hand you choose an artifact or creature card from it then choose an artifact or creature card from the graveyard and exile the chosen cards. It's probably going to be super relevant with unearth back. back uh, and yeah. being on artifact yeah. and the just the sheer amount of artifacts you're probably likely to see here soon. This is a banger in standard right Yeah, now. no, it's going to see a lot of play I in standard. any help. <laughs> <laughs> and ahead. again, like, I, I really like this dude's art. Check out his website, jeremywilsonart.com if you want to see some other art by him. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm getting my secret card paychecks from. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. There you go. <laughs> no, I love it, too. I think it's a really cool card, too. I'm up next, so I'm going to go with... Uh, Arms are weight. you? I am. Oh no! Are, are you up next? I'm trying to skip you. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I, I am. I'm very. Man, it's just, okay. Um, we, we should have cut him out. Look, he's an active addiction right now. He's just. He's just. Yeah, he's just going for the throat like
1: this card. Um, I'm just gonna talk about this real quick. I think it's a good removal spell. It's one black, one one generic, destroy target non-artifact creature. It's an instant. I think that's gonna see a lot of. A standard play how cheap it is it doesn't cost double anything
2: mm-hmm. it's just one black and one colorless do you do you think it will see a lot of standard play with how many artifact creatures there's gonna be
0: yeah it it not it not being able to target artifact creatures is kind of a downside but also um, there's quite a lot of targets for it in the meta right now with uh, Rafine uh, old Bar- bird Tholomew, yeah.
2: Those kind of things. Children. Yeah, I also
0: think
1: Pioneer might be a good place for it. And maybe Modern. I don't know. We'll see. I can definitely Um, see it in
2: Pioneer. Yeah.
1: But my real pick, well, that's a pick, but I have six, so I just threw that in there real quick, uh, is Surge Engine. It is two generic artifact creature construct. It's a 3-2 with Defender. You can play Mm. one blue. Surge Engine loses Defender and gain. This creature can't be blocked. To, uh, you can also pay one blue and two colorless. Surge engine becomes blue and has base power and toughness of 5-4. Activate only if surge engine doesn't have Defender. And then the next mode is two blue and four generic. Draw three cards. Activate only if surge engine is blue and only once. Yeah, I think it's good. Even if you don't get to that last one, mm. uh, the other pump abilities, quote-unquote, are very good. And... it. I, it these things are tricky because you see, you look at them and they're, you're like, oh, that seems fine. But then when somebody uses it against you, you realize it's like the Ascended Spirit issue, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's more powerful than it looks. Question This first ability, pay one surge engine, loses defender gains. This creature can't be blocked. That's a permanent change because it doesn't say till the turn, right? Correct. Yes. So you don't have to. It's basically
1: level up. Yeah.
0: Why don't they just do that? It's kind of, it's hurt hmm. my brain a little it's bit. But, certain, certain plane. Yeah. Yeah. I like the ability to spend mana to make this creature just a little bit better as the game progresses. I think it's cool. Okay. So my turn now Arms Race. Three generic and one red enchantment. It has pay. Three generic and one red. You may put an artifact card from your hand onto the battlefield. That artifact gains haste. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step.
1: That's a neat card. Seems it's only uncommon, which is weird. And I guess for a limited format, sure. I maybe that's the why, but it seems kind of powerful.
0: Uh, I like it. Um, I want to do something with it. I don't know how I'm going to exploit it yet. But it seems like you're going to exploit it. How am I going to exploit it? Put that common 1010
1: 10 onto the battlefield for four mana
2: or for four mana. And you can play another card that's currently in the list of cards you have to talk about and at least get it under the battlefield effect.
0: Ah, ooh. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, yes. Ah, ah, that's a good point. So you just want to talk about that now? Yeah. Or yep. you want
2: to... Okay. Yep. So
0: <laughs> the card he is talking about is, uh, I assume. Portal to Phyrexia. It costs Mm -hmm. nine. It is an artifact. And when Portal to Phyrexia enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices three creatures. So cheating this into play with Arms Race is uh, basically for four. uh, Your opponent has to get rid of three creatures. That is Mm -hmm. pretty good. And then um, the rest of the card is at the beginning of your upkeep, Put target creature card from the grave from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It is a Phyrexian in addition to other types. So, so technically,
2: even so, this Arms Race does not have any uh, time frame stipulations on it. You mm-hmm. could do that during your untap step. Bring in Portal to Phyrexia. It will be in play for your upkeep, and you will get a creature out of their graveyard or your graveyard.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you and the creature get... doesn't
1: go away like the poor the Phyrexian does.
0: Yes. Yep. So you get the best creature in the graveyard, um, and also deal with three other creatures, For four if you do this on your uh, draw step or untap step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Seems to be yes. That's a pretty good combo, two card combo.
2: Nice. Beginning of the next instep. I guess you could even really do it at your opponent's instep,
0: mm-hmm.
2: just to make sure.
0: Yeah, you could. That way.
1: Uh, oh yeah, it's the fable problem. Yeah, it's the fable of the
0: mirror breaker thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roger, Roger. Okay. True that. I do, I love that card. Uh, any any more thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, that or Phyrexia,
2: Portal 2. Uh, Portal to Phyrexia is going to get cheated. I'm, I'm sure people are finding ways to cheat oh, yeah. that part onto the battlefield as we yeah. speak.
0: I don't think anybody really wants to pay 9 for that even though, even at 9 it might be worth it, but...
2: I mean, I suppose if you're uh, if you're not in Standard, there's enough ways to reduce its cost even, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I I guess and Karn would both reduce its cost down to like is that right? You run them in conjunction?
1: Yeah. Dude, in this in that Nykthos ramp deck, this is broke. There's a lot of cards mm-hmm. from here for that you can wish board for Karn. Like mm-hmm. you wish for Karn, you have the mana to pay for it because you're on Nykthos ramp devotion or whatever, and then you just have destroy their board and then charge in. Crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does this uh, people are saying Carn's going to get banned for this in the Stone Brain and the Coffin or whatever the Stasis Coffin? I can see it, all of it. It's not Karn's going to get banned in Pioneer specifically. Hmm. That's what the As people are saying.
2: A, Does, wasn't he already on the fence because of the Carn Lattice combo? Like, wasn't that already a thing people um, were upset about?
1: I don't think right now it's not the lattice; it's the uh, Pestilent ca- Cauldron. Okay, but it's, it's the same idea. People are abusing Karn to do things card to do things that you probably shouldn't.
2: Well, I, I just the lattice is like a complete shutdown if you pull it off, right? Because Karn says activated abilities, artifact abilities of your opponents can't be activated, and lattice turns everything into an artifact, so they can't even use their land. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh maybe a modern thing.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, it is a modern thing. This lattice. Is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, far back to being Pioneer. Does, um,
1: oh, 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 Lattice is banned actually. That makes sense.
0: Portal to Phyrexia, see play in a a deck kind of like the Urzatron decks where you generate a lot of mana
2: to, uh, yes, it could. I mean, sacrificing dead creatures is is a pretty big deal. Hmm. So I would yeah, assume it might,
1: that. Uh, it probably won't replace Ensnaring Bridge, but certainly will be extra protection.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Sick. All right. What's your. Uh... I am going to go with Fauna Shaman. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's 2 2 for one green and one generic. I'm going to say generic with vitriol every time I say it. Just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for one green, you can tap and discard a creature card, search your library for a creature card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle. Um, I mean, basically you can trade a creature out for any creature in your deck for whatever situation you may need. Yeah. Uh, whatever ETB you need or whatever. If you draw a land elf, turn 10. Turn that land war elf into a crater who's be behind it.
1: Yeah. I think it's a really cool card.
2: Yeah,
0: I. Yeah, it's a great card. Um, the name's funny to say too, Fauna Shaman. It's basically a uh, a, a tutor card thingy, creature. Yeah, a repeatable. Yeah, tutor card. As long as you have a creature to discard. This gets yeah. uh, play with fire rather frequently. I'm going to guess.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say it probably oh, yeah. never gets to do what you want it to do because it, it seems like it's always going to be a target it's for gonna removal. It's going to get
1: killed. Imagine Fauna Shaming for that 10-10 that 10, costs 10 mana artifact creature in the set mm-hmm. and then portal to in into the battlefield. Boom. Mm-hmm.
0: So you would, you would have to... Act, well, in order to pull that off uh, naturally, you would have to discard a creature... To pull it out of your... Sorry, arms race. You arms race it in. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. You a shaman to grab it from your library, and then you arms race it in for four mana.
0: Yeah. Ooh,
1: yeah. That's what I was meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just an easy way to keep consistency with your creatures. You can get your answer right there at instant speed as well.
0: Yeah, and it's the cost. You put it in your
1: hand at instant speed, and then you can put it in for instant speed with arms race, too
0: crazy. The cost is so low for this creature that even if you do eat a, um, it gets bolted The turn it comes out, you're still you only pay two for it. So, and, and they're not, you know, they'll have a play with fire or whatever in their hand. So I think that even if it gets bolted turn one, it's not a bad thing for you. Am I wrong to say that? Or because if you can it, untap- it, I mean, it is because you have to untap. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is Worst case oh, it, scenario. If you untap with it,
1: then it's worth it, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, even worst case scenario, it they have to waste a uh, a, a burn spell on it. I mean, that's not terrible, because now they don't have a burn spell. But if you can untap the following turn and do it once, you're, like, up. You know what I mean? Yeah. hmm Makes sense. I can go uh, next. Yeah, go
1: next. Uh, I'll talk about Haywire might it is a one generic mana value, one one artifact, creature insect. When Haymire Haywire Might dies, you gain two life, and you pay a green and sacrifice it. Exile target non-creature artifact or non-creature enchantment. Mm. I like this as a good little threat you put on the board. Um, <clears throat> back in Mirrodin, they had like the spell bombs that represented a threat on the board. And what's interesting about those is, like, when you play against them, you don't really want to, like, oh, I got to get this thing off the board before I put my artifact down, right? Because I'm just going to kill it at instant speed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so it presents that way. But also, if you happen to have, in this case, protection from green and the spell bomb, like spell bombs used in Modern because it gets around protection from red Uh because it's an artifact, it's a colorless source, this is the same way but it'd be green, which isn't that common to have protection from green in the formats, but it might be um, effective that way but it does represent that threat on the board
2: I like Mm it. I mean, it's not that often you see protection on non-creature artifacts or non-creature enchantments anyway so... Yeah
1: but if they do kill it to prevent their thing from dying, you gain two life
0: and you get that two life trigger when you sacrifice it as well,
2: correct? Right, correct. Yep. Um, so any, I I do think it, it works like the flag bearer, like you're talking about, um, where people have to kill it, have to use the removal on it before they play whatever they're playing.
1: And also, it's so low cost, you could just lay it for one and pay a green and destroy it immediately. It's a two. Yeah. It's a disenchant it's a that sits on the board. Except mm-hmm. it doesn't hit creatures video.
2: that are artifacts.
1: Yeah, it have to yeah, specifically it has to be non-creature, right?
2: Which is um, a drawback I think. But I still think this sees play just because of the heavy artifact that we're seeing right now. Um I think it might even see mainboard play in green deck. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a
0: uh, non-creature. Yeah, I think it sees non- sideboard modern creature enchantment. There's a lot of uh like the um arms race, a lot of Kamigawa yeah, and
1: and oh, um, go ahead. You were yeah. going a different way.
0: No, I was going. There's a lot of targets for non-creature enchantments in the in in standard because you have the sagas, like enchantments like Arms yeah. Race. Those kind before, of they yeah, be- yeah. before they flip. Yeah, obviously before flip. So you know, Fable of the Mirror Breaker man, deal with it for two mana before it flips. So yeah, I think it, I think this card sees play. Cool. So uh, here's my last pick, I guess. Going to talk about the one, the only, the OG Praetor Gix moth, Praetor. All will be one. All will be one. Yes. Oh, he finally gets a card. Correct me if I'm wrong. Gix doesn't have a card yet. I, I don't he think does. he does. I don't think he does. Uh, disciple of Gix, Gixian. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a card. We already mm-hmm. looked this up. Well, did yeah, because he
2: was my pick when uh we were.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot.
1: Yeah,
0: he did not have a
2: card. Long thing.
1: Card. People been asking for get a card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. first card.
0: Oh, uh, and it's a pretty good card, right? I'll read it to you, and you guys tell me what you think. It's uh one generic. Two, uh, one generic black, black, legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor, 3-3 three, three, power and toughness. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its control may pay one life. If they do, they draw a card. And then it also has pay four generic black, 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 discard X cards, exile the top X cards, of target opponent's library, you may play land and cast spells from among the cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. What do you guys think?
1: Is this the first time we've ever seen you be able to play lands from an effect like this? Off of somebody's library?
0: That's weird. Somebody else's library? Um, yeah. Uh, I think this might be the first time I can think of.
1: I, 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 it's the first time I can think of it. It's a weird effect. Boy, this card is a lot to unpack um, Whenever a oh. creature deals combat damage To one of your opponents Its controller may pay one, one life The creature's controller may pay one life And then you Correct. get to draw a card It's worded like this for commander, right? Um, yes this is Definitely a commander uh, plant yeah. I mean, by, by itself It's not terrible so You attack with three creatures, you can pay three life Draw three cards, right? Mm-hmm. Got a
2: 3-3 three, three body for three, which isn't terrible and yeah, when you're dealing combat damage, you can draw cards, even though it's going to cost you a life, it's card advantage. Um, and Worse. black doesn't really... Work. Life is a resource. Yes, it is. Um, it's also a highway I've been led to believe. Um. <laughs> um, I like it well enough. Yeah, It seems like it'll be fun to play around with. I don't know how often you're going to activate the seven mana. Yeah. That seems just like icing on the cake nonsense. More commander nonsense, really. Um, I think... Oh, go ahead. But I always do love beating people with their own carbs, So,
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's neat. I, I think that the first line of text, uh, with it being a 3-3-3-3, three, 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 is a good thing. I think it's mm-hmm. good that way. You don't need the second one, but that's just extra cake, I guess. I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to see how how this fits into that mono black deck that's floating in standard. I'd like to see if mm. they use it.
2: I've been yeah. watching a lot of standard. Does does that mono black deck traditionally get to seven mana? Just out of curiosity.
1: I don't really. I don't really know. Um,
2: okay. Good question.
0: Does anything get to seven mana anymore? <laughs> I feel like everything. Yeah, I in standard. At, yeah. Alright. Uh what's your next I mean pick? you can go green black and pay pay
2: for it with dryads.
0: True. Well, pay for most of it with dryads. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. Right. Uh, that might be interesting. Get a Golgari thing going on.
2: Um all right. Next pick. is moving on. Myro, I'm not really sure how to say that. Mural. Shield of Argive. There's one white, three generic. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Whenever Myrell Shield of archive attacks, create X-1-1 soldier tokens. Soldier... God. X-1-1 colorless soldier artifact tokens, where X is the number of soldiers you control.
0: Ooh. That sounds nasty. That's a three four. <laughs> I mean that's very communicative. If you keep attacking, you're gonna snowball
2: really Yeah quickly. She she seems like she can take control of a game by herself. Like I think this card is really good. Makes it so your spells can't be countered on your turn. Um, so it gives you kind of a free reign to not worry about counter spells because your opponent mm-hmm. can't cast spells on your turn, you can't get stuff removed on your turn. You don't have to worry about combat tricks. They can't activate abilities on your turn. All that makes it easier for her to attack and double those soldiers all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a really good card. I
1: smell, I smell a pioneer uh, <laughs> that buffs to that pioneer human stick.
2: Yeah, are a uh, lot of the humans in that really deck soldiers?
0: Bad. Out of curiosity?
1: Uh, they can be. Okay. I think wow. that there's a deck sitting there for yeah in Pioneer for this, and, and
0: I, I'm and standard, sure this but, could,
2: they've been they've been pushing soldiers and standard. The, I mean, this could go in any human deck probably and be effective, regardless of the amount of soldiers that mm-hmm. are in it. Because yeah, like getting to play on your turn without having to worry about opponent interactivity is huge, as mm-hmm. uh, old free fairy taught us.
0: I just there's just uh. yep. Card. And in white, that's great. Yeah. This card's a good card. It's gonna see play. It's just where like how many different formats is it gonna see play and I think, is the question. Yeah.
1: I think Thalia and her lieutenant are both soldiers, plus Brutal Cathar's soldier. That's enough to really build around, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: Um yeah, that's great. That's cool. Yeah, nice. I like it. Yep. What's your next pick? Ben. I have Hercule, Master Wizard. Two blue and a generic legendary creature, human wizard advisor. Two four. At the beginning of your end step, if you've cast a non-creature spell this re- this turn, reveal the top five cards of your library. For each card type among non-creature spells you've cast this turn, you may put a card of that type among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So, that's a lot of words for if you cast a non creature spell at the end of your at your end step, you get to reveal cards and then find the type that you've cast and then you can put that into your hand. So specifically this card would be for your blue, um, red, your is it type decks, I think. Mm. Um, essentially you're getting at least you know, hopefully two cards at minimum each turn. For an instant and a sorcery, you pick if you cast an instant, you get an instant. If you cast a sorcery, you, you get a sorcery. If you cast both, you get one or the other if they're there. So I think this is cool. I like it. It's mm. a good body.
2: Um so which uh which version of is it do you think this goes into? Uh
1: the I, I was thinking about the there's the the prowess version, uh, but also the what's the uh maybe Arclight Phoenix. Uh um, might have to play around with it. The the big downside is that it's at the beginning of your end step. Yeah and I guess that keeps it from being broken, but you can still get some answers
2: for you know their turn.
1: Right. Your opponent's turn. So I don't
2: know. I want to play <laughs> around with this card a lot. And like I know the current is it deck that you see in Explorer at least. Uh, cast almost all their spells on their turn anyway. They very rarely cast any of that stuff as an instant mm. because they want to get the yeah prowess triggers and the symmetry mage charges and dread Dreadhorde oh, Arcanist right. rolling. I don't see them casting a creature that costs three though in that version of the deck. Just too slow? Yeah. I mean you wouldn't cut Dreadhorde Arcanist to, to, to stall right. the rest
1: of their plan out for that turn,
2: right? Um, and then in the Arc Light Phoenix deck, I'm just not.
1: And a lot of their instant spells are like draw card spells that help them get that three, so they don't really need it. I right. suppose. So I, I think this card's interesting, and I think that I kind of want to mess around with it a little bit. To no, see where it would.
2: Fit. It seems really fun. Like, I, I can definitely... Don't forget Innocent sorcery. It has it has two good things going for mm-hmm.
1: it. Its it. back end is a four, so it's out of bolt range. And it costs three, which is out of Fatal Push main mode without revolt. So right. there's a, that has a lot of going for it that makes me want to value this card higher. <laughs> but it's just finding a place for it, I guess, is Look, the thing. You guys have
0: missed... You missed what makes this card absolutely unstoppable. It's a human wizard advisor. This bad boy right here is going to slot into my persistent petitioner's
2: deck like nobody's business. It's going to do work. Your persistent petitioner's deck isn't just 44 persistent petitioners and 16 lands? No. That's trash. Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, because it's an advisor. Do you also have Leisure Shredders in the deck by by chance? Oh, he's also a, a bird advisor.
0: I totally, do have Bird Tholome in this thing that I just now made up for a joke.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I'm I mean, keep in mind that. that he does also hit enchantments and planeswalkers and artifacts. Yep, no um, planeswalkers. Yep, you're right. So. I, I mean, maybe he can slot into. I feel like blue-white control would love to be able to dig for their planeswalkers and.
1: Yeah, that five-collar or that four-collar planeswalker deck that's floating around a lot now. On arena,
2: I haven't seen that. Maybe that. Maybe it's in there. It's I like blue-white control is going to end up killing Hercule kill too many times. I think. Yeah, the board wipes.
1: That's true. This is a cool card,
0: though. Yep. yep, awesome. It appears to me like you might have one more card, Ben, you want to take, talk about it, and then we can wrap this show up. Yeah, this kind of goes
1: with it, I guess. Um, it's third path, Iconoclast. It is a red and a blue creature, human monk, 2-1. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one collarless soldier artifact creature token. This is just another engine that you could use to... Go off like you do with Cackling Drake or Arclight Phoenix decks in that, in that same engine.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Maybe not in that same deck, but yeah. it's the same idea. You, you just put a bunch of cantrips in and just make a whole bunch of collarless soldier artifact creature tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you put this in a deck that focuses and cares about wh- how many artifacts you have, then you could do some really cool stuff with it.
2: The only thing that you need is a bunch of instants and sorceries. Third path, like class, and monetary swiss fear, and you're done. Deck built.
0: That's what yeah. I was going to say. You got to put monsters. <laughs> yeah, in but, I would love that. Smooth like butter. Okay. Throw some
1: uh, Chandras that, or Ajaya uh, Ballards that make the monks also prowess monks, yeah. just for a higher curve.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's call it the uh, the the blue red monk deck. Plus, with some soldiers, also kind of.
1: Well, they may, he makes soldiers, but he's a monk.
0: Yeah, but, you know, they're going to be there. You don't want to discount the soldiers. They go upset. Of course, they're artifacts, so maybe they won't. I don't know. Cards and artifacts. No, they're heartless. Kind of. So maybe. I don't know. No, he isn't. Well, technically, he is. <laughs> he's not is, on his cards, at least. Yeah, but sure. not on his cards. Maybe that's why he isn't. It's because he's sent it. Um, but that's a that's a he'd be broken a, if he was an artifact. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go get myself from the wish board. Uh, um, um. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's dub the most flavorful card, and then let's wrap this show up. What are we going for? Are we so, going? Doesn't for, uh,
1: Dave have another one?
0: No. Oh wait, I guess he does. Did- no, wait. Didn't didn't he talk about that one? I did, did not. Talk- oh. I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead. Uh, So the last card I have on my list is Misery Shadow. It is one black and one generic. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Oh, it's also a 2-2. And then you can pay one generic to give Misery Shadow plus one plus one until the end of turn. Yes. I do like this. Like, I feel like in the past we've seen uh, even just when it was one black a creature gets plus one plus one till the end of the current. We've seen those creatures kind of control the board in a way because you can swing with them and then save your banner for the second thing yep. phase and then buff if you need to. Um but this one is yeah. colorless, so They're it can fit in, in multicolored decks. The pump effect is colorless, yeah. And it gives you that added benefit of preventing your opponent's creatures from going to the graveyard and in all graveyard shenanigans. It just seems like it'll be an effective card.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and if somebody's like, hey, I'm gonna vulture misery shadow, and you're like, eh, I'm gonna pump it in response. It's it makes it nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. This is
0: gonna do some harder more... to
1: remove that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. You gotta
1: watch out for the sneaky sneaky.
0: Let's crown the most flavorful part of the set and then uh wrap this show up. What do you guys think? I I think that the tower Bot is uh, the best, most flavorful, in my opinion. I will, uh, I'm going to mash all the assembly workers together because that's yeah. kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I, th- I like Arms Race and uh, the Awaken the Woods. Was that the name of the card? Somebody went through and deleted the cards as we talked. Awaken about. the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that one a lot, but. And obviously, Gix getting his own card is very notable. But I think we're going to drop Gix out of the running right away because while it's cool he's got a card, I just don't think it reeks of flavor in the way that some of these other no. cards do.
2: So I also um, throw in Brothershood End that we talked about before, too. I think that's a real yeah. flavorful card
0: brotherhood's end yeah it is actually a really flavorful card
2: um oh it's
0: hard see Brotherhood i would
2: still i would give it to the assembly workers just because of the nod to the past as well as
0: mm.
2: like to me that's it, it's not just a nod to the story but it's also a nod to the cards as well
0: yeah I'm going I'm. I'm on board. We're gonna go with the workers. Always side with the workers and uh, Woohoo. give uh, mine worker, <laughs> power plant worker, tower worker a uh,
2: share. Unionize the assembly workers. Yes, unionize. We're gonna unionize the
0: assembly <laughs> workers and grant them this set's most flavorful card, most lickable card. Sweet. Uh, so. All
1: right. I have one more question. Power level overall in the set. First impressions. Do you think this is on, uh, you know, Crimson Vow level or Throne of Hell Drain level? Which where does it fall on the barometer?
2: Mm. Somewhere between the two.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I need to see <laughs> how all the artifacts are going to play out before I really like put my foot out because, as we know from. Um, the original Urza Saga and uh, Mirrodin artifacts can be very uh, deceptive in power level. Um, yeah. And they can. To play with and them.
1: Just, yeah. And I, I think that this is, this is less than both of those. Um, we'll yeah. see. There are some very powerful artifacts, just like Mirrodin had powerful
2: artifacts. Mm-hmm. There are some I very mean, powerful ones
1: here, but I'm not sure that it's it's crazy.
2: No, it's what definitely a, not mirrored what in was super way. crazy out of Crimson Vow other than Meat Hook.
1: Nothing. That's what the, the, the low end.
2: That was the low mm. end.
1: A yeah. Meat hook was in Midnight Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's oh, nothing right. in Crimson Bow really. Yeah, I got it backwards. That's what I was like, wait.
1: It's my least ah. favorite set of a long time for
2: uh-huh. yeah. so, It doesn't do much. So me saying somewhere in between was not the statement that I thought it was. Um yeah. Just, I think it's going to be less than Drain, but not by much. Mm. I don't think we're going to see like yeah. multiple cards get banned from it like we did with Eldraine. Super early in Eldraine's, you know. Right. Lifespan. As well as Oko yeah. and I'm not sure what kind of time of... we're we're both banned within like the first month. Mhm. Of
0: being out, yeah, yeah, that was throne was kind of wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. Definitely nowhere near Crimson Vow. I think it'll be it's up there, closer to to Eldrain. So I'm with Dave on that one.
1: Hey, wait, hold ho- hold on. I'm sorry to derail this further. Wasn't there a card in here
0: that was like Skullclamp? Oh but yeah, totally that missed. was Transmographer's Crown. Yeah. what is it artifact artifact it gives creature plus two plus two and then if it would die drop hard yeah I mean plus one plus is uh, plus this two. broken
2: no no it has equipped two no. or the black. is broken because you can attach it to something with one toughness and kill it
1: and it, and it immediately dies so this is right. less broken but
2: yeah
1: uh with it, all the sac outlets they have
0: uh, yeah it's
1: there's a lot of sack outlets. This probably has the breaker scale, the highest breaker scale in this.
2: But you have to build around oh, that, that. right. Yeah. To, to build the stack engine and draw the card and do all uh-huh. that stuff. Whereas.
1: That's right. It doesn't just slot into every deck like Skull
2: Clamp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Skull elf Clamp was too. just everywhere.
1: It doesn't speed up your elf deck.
0: <laughs> Definitely doesn't speed the elf deck up. Okay. Um, all all right. right. I still that can't. That was wait. my last liner note nobody saw something was wrong when they were, somebody was saying that. It was like, <laughs> mm. anyways, This I think it's a great card. I like the, um, fixed skull clamp aspect of it, but you know, I don't think it's broke. We'll see. We shall see. I guess we'll see. Yeah. For real. All right. Uh, well that was the spoiler show everyone. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where to find us, Ben?
1: You can find us on Twitter at MPGpod. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Be nice mpg. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave?
0: They can find me on Twitter at Dave underscore MPG. Uh, where are you currently located, Other Dave? Or is to assume that you're at your house and stop asking you. Or... I am at my house and I am not on the internet. I am a ghost in the machine. As we all are fixing to be uh, as soon as Twitter falls apart. (laughs)
2: Um, You can also send... Uh, I think think your Twitter account needs to be banned from impersonating someone.
0: (laughs) I can barely impersonate myself, let alone anyone else. As I was saying, though, you can send emails to us at show at uh, com or... Podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com. Take your pick. All these links are in the show notes. Cue the outro music. <laughs>